So a quick announcement about what the next... I can tell you right now what the next 10 episodes of Patreon will be. Yes. If you are going to sign up for our Patreon, every level gets a bonus episode. Yes, that is correct. And the bonus episodes are going to be... All hairspray. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they're going to be our top five movies each. Yep. So... Two Drink Cinemas top, top 10, 10 movies. movies. So we've realised this many episodes in that we haven't reviewed any of our favourites yet. So we're going to review them for bonus episodes on the Patreon. Yeah. And the first one's going to be... Hairspray. So, listeners, jump onto our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema, if you want to get our bonus episodes and hear our reviews of our favourites. Yes. At one point, we're going to have a Patreon bonus episode, which is just all those bullshit conversations we have after I hit record, but before I introduce the episode. Right. Um, and so if you want to know all of our random reminiscences... All those random bullshit things is why we needed to do a podcast with a topic. Yeah. Because that's what our podcast would have been. And people would have listened being like, why are you talking about some random music camp from 20 years ago? Two drinks in a bar. Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers previewing movies, two drinks at a time. Welcome, Brett. Welcome to my humble abode. We are previewing this week a movie that is coming up to its anniversary very soon uh, and it was released on the 8th of November 1979 and so we are previewing it because it's about the 8th of November when this right. episode okay. is yes, coming out. that is correct. Okay, so it's been... I've got terrible maths when this comes. 42 years yes. since Monty Python's The Life of Brian was released in cinemas. Uh, so here, I, I want to tell you the the story, right? Okay. Because it's uh, explained and... It is a Monty Python movie. Yes. Um, but there is a plot. There is a plot. So this is this was their third movie. Um, oh. And it was after Monty Python and the Holy Grail and after... Uh, the Meaning of Life. No, The Meaning of Life, I think, came after this. But it was bef- after and now for something completely different. And now for something completely different is just sketches. It's just two hours of sketches. It's just a two-hour episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus. Right. And then they made a story movie, uh, and then they made, and then they made a story movie, and then they made the story movie of Monty Python's Life of Brian, and then they made a sketchier movie of oh, the Meaning of Life. The Meaning of Life. Yeah, I had a great plot description before, but. I've lost it now. The film tells the story of Brian Cohen. Yes. Uh, 
a young Jewish Roman man who is born on the same day and next door to Jesus Christ. And is subsequently mistaken for the Messiah. Yes. That's, that's like not even what the movie's about. <laughs> that really is. Well, that's how, well, no, but no, that's one bit of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so some interesting things about the movie, um, they, they'd kind of seen how much money and how much success commercially and with their fans that Holy Grail had had. And so they decided that they were going to make a third film. It took a long time for them to decide what that was going to be about, uh, and they went through the whole process of deciding that. And then days before production, EMI Films pulled the funding. Bastards. Yeah. And so they're like, how the frick are we going to make this movie? This so million dollar budget. George Harrison. Yes. Oh, the Beatles guitarist. Wow. George Harrison formed a film production company Just so to that he could movie. give them three million pounds to make the movie. Jesus. Which... Um, Eric Idle uh, said is the most expensive film ticket ever <laughs> because he made he gave them the money because he wanted to he see wanted the movie. To see a Monty Python movie. Yep. And so, um, yeah, they joke that it's the mm. most expensive movie ever, and that is why in that concert that is the tribute to George Harrison, the Monty Python guys come out and do a couple of sketches. Right. So you get Paul McCartney, Ringo, Eric Clapton, blah, 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 and then they come out. Uh, and I think I think they sing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, but they do a couple of sketches because Harrison was a huge Monty Python fan. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Good. Good ha- so tidbit. Handmade Films is uh, George Harrison's film production company that was found, founded to, um, yeah, make this movie. Nice work, George. So the idea is that it's taking the piss out of New Testament organised religion. So... It was a bit bit of controversy. Yeah, it's not taking... Uh, it's not taking place... It's not taking the piss out of Jesus... And I think that's one very important distinction that the Pythons made uh, and continued to talk about in talking about the film because when they were talking about making a movie that satirised religion, they had some ideas about taking the piss out of Jesus, but overall they decided that Jesus was a good bloke. He was definitely a good guy, is the quote, and so they weren't going to make a movie taken the piss out of Jesus, but they have taken the piss out of organised religion. And I think have done it very well. Blessed are the cheesemakers. Yes. And, um, but the cheesemakers. it hasn't been short on controversy because of that. It was banned in a number of countries. Mm-hmm. Um, Not surprisingly. Yes. And a few, in even within um, some different counties, if you will, of the UK. Yeah, so 39 local authorities in the UK either imposed an outright ban or imposed an X rating, Mm -hmm. so 18 plus. Well, yeah. Um, So, but they used that to their advantage. One thing they did 
Norway Bandit, and there's a huge uh, rivalry between Sweden and Norway. I watched Eurovision, I'm aware. Yeah. And so on the posters for the film in Sweden, they wrote, so funny, it was banned in Norway. Oh. Which would have made the Swedes oh, go, the Swedes. Oh, well, I bet to go watch the movie. I find it really interesting that the UK banned it so strongly because they get satire. Yeah, that's the humour. It's very British humour. Yeah. And so by you this think you point, would, you would, they would be running it thinking... A lot of people in the UK are going to watch it and then a lot of places banned it. Yeah. And, uh, like, you can totally understand the Americans mm. banning it um, because, as we've discussed in previous episodes, they're really funny about religion. You can understand an X rating as well. Yes. There's, a, some, there's nudity. You see full dick. You see dick and boobs and bush. And bush. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, yeah, and um, swearing. But no. I think the violence, the crucifixion, the X rating, I think, is more for the blasphemy than mm. the um, nudity. For Today the it'd be like Yarbos. X nudity, sexual references, blasphemy, crude humor. It'd say something like crude yeah. humor in it. Sexual references, yeah, nudity, tobacco usage, adult references. Misplaced gourds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say something from another... I was going to um, say something else, but that's from another Monty Python movie. So there's a really good, and I'll put a link up to it in our Facebook group, there's a really good interview on a panel show where there's the host and then on one side is like a bishop Ooh. and then and another high-ranking... Catholic cleric from the UK, and on the other side are Michael Palin and Terry Jones, and it really, like, they're actually debating, they start by debating the movie, but then they end up just debating religion, Mm -hmm. and it really shows how much thought they put into the satire of the movie, but also shows how incredibly intelligent... um, they are. Yes. They being the Monty Pythons. I'm not going to comment on the intelligence of Catholics priests. Mm-hmm. And so I'll find that video and I'll link it in the uh, Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, uh, then do it. It not is the page, the group. Yes. So, uh, yes, it was, there were a number of issues around it taking the piss out of Jesus when really it was taking the piss out of religion, but then people were just as offended that it was taking the piss out of religion. Yes. Um, Even though we won't get into it, but there are a number of issues with organised religion. Let's not. We'll be here for hours. I think it's a better... It's a cleverer movie than Holy Grail, I think. It's not as... Stupid, you, like you know that Monty Python typical, a lot of random nonsense going on. Yeah, that's more, um, Holy Grail. This one is more structured, as it like a story. Even though there is a lot of random nonsense that goes on, yeah, it's still more structured. And. That controversy continues 
in 2007, a church in Newcastle-upon-Tyne... Oh, not Tyne. ...held a public screening in the church. <gasps> this is from Wikipedia. With song sheets, organ accompaniment, stewards in costume, <clears throat> and false beards for female members of the audience. I... We need to do that. Yep. It's like the Rocky Horror oh, yeah. watch-throughs. Um, God, but a whole new meaning that it's in a church. Yeah, and it says, although the screening was a sellout, some Christian groups, notably the conservative Christian voice, were highly critical of the decision to allow the screening to go ahead. You don't promote Christ to the community by taking the mick out of him, was the quote. The mick. Ooh. Yep. So... Uh, a lot of the bands that came into place when the movie started were still in place right up until 2008, 2009, um, even 2013 in in the place in Germany. So it's like they weren't even selling the DVD at JB Hi-Fi? No. Brashes. In Germany? Didn't have the VHS even. Brashes. Yeah. So it's uh, one of the reasons I think it's a better movie cleverer movie i don't want to say better because yeah. subjective subjective a cleverer movie than holy grail is because of the layers and as you watch it you you the more you watch it you can you can watch it just as a comedy but you can watch it as a political satire because yes. there's the little groups like the people's front of judea the judean, and the judean people's, people's front, front. And then the Roman politics. Yeah. You can watch it as a religious satire because of how easily they fall into following Brian. Yeah. And then the layer below that is their arguments about Brian's meaning behind everything. Yes. Um, and there's, it's just multi-layers yep. to it, um, but also works very well as just a comedy. What like have the Romans ever about, given us? Uh, the aqueducts? Yeah. Like we just talked about Donnie Darko um, recently. Mm-hmm. Forget what order we're doing things in. Um, in October we talked about <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't just watch Donnie Darko and go, oh, that's a good teen movie. Yeah. You yeah. have to watch it and you have to go into the depth of it. Whereas you can just laugh at the grammar lesson. You can just laugh at the name Biggest Dickus. Because, yeah, because. you can just laugh every time they crack the shits about the Judean people's front. Yeah. Um, and you can just laugh at the fact that they're singing while all oh. being crucified. Or I am an individual. What, what is that bit? We are all different. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just laugh at those incredibly funny jokes, but then you can watch it and see how incredibly intelligent the whole thing is. Can you tell me? It seems more like they actually wrote a script, where yeah. it's supposed to like more the sketch stuff. It seems it does seem like six guys in a room being f- fuckwits. Yes, you know what I mean. Like there's no rhyme or reason into silly walks and. Yep. I yep. can't remember more of their iconic stuff. Going into a tobacconist, the dead whatever. parrot sketch. Yeah, yeah, those things are just silly, and that silliness is in Holy Grail. Um, nice to say, knee. But the full cleverness, as but still the silliness, I I really like. And if you like, this is I know this is our preview. 
I really like the of all the people that are speaking. Um, mm. And the guy goes, and a man shall lose his friend's hammer, and he'll never know where lieth the things that he put there. Only just the night before, around seven o'clock. <laughs> like, so many times I've watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like I said to you before we recorded this, I said, I could do the review now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know it that well. But I will watch it again, and it'll be a good Any excuse, excuse to watch it again. Um, I was surprised it didn't quite make it into your top five. It's right as, like... Madonna says, on the borderline. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. You didn't open your heart. It keeps pushing my love for it over, over the borderline. The borderline. Right. So that sixth spot, fifth and sixth spot, <laughs> is very tightly fought between... Oh, if you told me what, when we started this recording, <laughs> I'm going to reference Madonna in a Monty Python. Hairspray, Life of Brian, Blues Brothers, he's probably in the top ten... Right. So it's a very hotly contested, that middle of the top 10 uh, arena. Um, Terry Jones directed it. He directed most of it, didn't he? Most things. Well, Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam co-directed Holy Grail, but their creative differences, not with the negative connotations that creative differences normally mean. Yeah. They broke up. Yeah. Beatles. Yeah. the creative differences slowed the production of the movie because for every scene, they had a different idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. so for every scene, they had to have a little committee meeting to decide how they were going to shoot it. God. So how painful. Terry Jones, they amicably decided Terry Jones was going to direct. Terry Gilliam was going to set design and look at the overall look of the movie. Right. Which so he good. probably worked more closely with the cinematographer. Yes, they had one. They only had three million pounds to work with. I'm sure they would have had one. Um, As well as Terry Gilliam did a couple of animated sketches, uh, animated things, the titles and the alien bit. Oh, there's an alien bit. There's a random alien bit. So they still get that randomness in. The film was shot in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this bloody late seventies is a boon for Tunisia because they wow. had just had Star Wars wrapped there. Oh, uh, and then along come Monty Python with significantly less money than George Lucas, mm. uh, but still filmed a lot there. And then they uh, did some studio stuff, obviously as well. Um, Graham Chapman plays Brian as the main. Because uh, I think they pretty much considered him the best actor. Uh, and probably the, the one... Hmm, will this be offensive? Um, is not the best at doing a number of different characters. Yes. He's bet when he's, he's just... He's the least this. versatile. I am one character for a movie. Wasn't yep. he like the one character for all of Holy Grail as well? Uh, yeah, he's King Arthur, Arthur, King of the Britons. Oh, of course he is. Yep. And, but John Cleese wanted to be Brian, but mm. it still went to Graham Chapman, despite the <coughs> fact that he was like pretty heavily alcoholic at this point oh, too. I'm not surprised. Yeah. So, um, he is the main, uh, there's songs in it, of course, written by Eric Idle, 
and we all know whether or not you've seen the movie. We all know mm. always look on the bright side of life. Yeah. Uh, and it was released in November. Yes. 1979, as we've said, which is why it's on there. But it was released earlier in the US. Ooh. Strangely. Uh, and it grossed $140,000 in its opening weekend, <laughs> which is not high. Um, it is the, it was for 1979. It was the highest grossing British film in the US. And the fourth highest grossing film in Britain in 1979. Mm. So while that opening weekend doesn't sound huge, its total gross was $19 million. Not uh, bad. It took £40,000 in its opening week uh, in that Britain. terrible. That's like 40,000 tickets, though. Interesting fact. I'm not going to say interestingly because <laughs> okay, that's my the line. only interestingly is John Cleese John wanted to play Brian. Interestingly, two people wanted to play the same yeah. thing. That's interestingly, <laughs> they considered one of the six of them for every character yeah. in the film except Judith because none of them have the yarbos for it. No. Um, but an interesting fact. Right. On the 30th of April 2004... Life of Brian was re-released on in five cinemas in North America to try and cash in on the box office success of The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> I was thinking, what was around then? Spam a lot? Yep. No. Wow. So it um, it grossed twenty six thousand dollars that wow. uh, weekend, which is not bad for Almost like as good as when it first came out. Yeah, for a twenty five year old movie. Um, it was pretty good. It was also the re- the year that the DVD was released, uh, so they were going on that pretty well. That is Monty Python's Life of Brian. This has probably been one of our longer previews. The song. Because I have a lot to talk about. Always look on the bright side of life. Yes. Whistle. Um, charted pretty well. Oh, yeah? Mm. It peaked at number nine here in Australia. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, and even though I think initially... A lot of Ireland banned the movie. Yep. It was the number one song in Ireland for a little bit and number three in the UK. Number two in Austria for some reason. Um, Dust Bright Side of Life. There is, uh, like, they did spam a lot, the Holy Grail, Mm -hmm. uh, and there is a treatment for... um, Crucifixion. You can get that treated. (laughs) No, there is a musical treatment for Life of Brian in A musical the works. treatment. Yeah, it's called... Oh, a musical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called Not the Messiah. Right, okay. It's kind of vaguely linked to Life of Brian, but is a spoof of Handel's Messiah. Ooh, uh, And ran for about 50 minutes. Oh. So I think it's more a choral work than a musical. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, but... It's, uh, yeah, that's that. That is Life of Brian. Watch it over the weekend. I can't tell you what streaming it's on because uh, they're all on Netflix now. Are they? Yeah. Let's just double check, shall we? Do-do, 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 do-do. 
Uh, so Life of Brian is on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch Monty Python's Life of Brian. All of Monty Python is on Netflix. So you can watch it there. And we will be back with our full review on Tuesday. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese.